1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am, seated right now in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. So I'm taught the Word of God. My life has changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. Actually, we're doing this series, Four Things We Must Confess, and it kind of goes along with that confession. God's Word has creative power, and God framed this world with His words, and you and I have been created in God's image. So like God, we frame our world by the words we speak. Say it out loud. I frame my world by the words I speak. So if you want to live the victorious Christian life, then you must learn to confess four things, who you are in Christ, where you are in Christ, what you possess in Christ, and what you can do in Christ. And according to God's word, you are everything God says you are regardless of whether or not you are presently experiencing all of God's word in every area of your life or not. The first thing we must confess is who we are in Christ, and the second thing we must confess is where we are in Christ. Where are we in Christ? Well, we've been crucified with Christ. Say it out loud. I was crucified with Christ. Where are we in Christ? We died with Christ. Say it out loud. I died with Christ. Where are we in Christ? We have been raised with Christ. Say it out loud. I was raised with Christ. Where are we in Christ? We have ascended with Christ. Say it out loud. I ascended with Christ. And this is the area we've been dwelling on the past couple of Sundays, excluding Father's Day. Ephesians 1.21, Paul tells us that Christ has been seated far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So that's true of Christ, but that's also true of you and me, because we are in Christ. So in your life, you have dominion. In your life, you have authority over the devil. Now, it may not look like it, but that's only because you, didn't, you never discovered who you are in Christ and where you are in Christ, and you never began to believe it, confess it, and act like it. That's why we're doing this series. Say it out loud. I have ascended with Christ, and I have dominion with Christ. So don't tolerate any work of the enemy. Don't permit any work of the enemy. Because there is a place in God where you can rise above the circumstances. Say it out loud. There's a place in God where I can rise above the circumstances. Ephesians, again, chapter 2, verse 4, 
because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with or in Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ. Say it out loud. God raised us up with Christ. Again, God raised us up with Christ. So this is something that happened 2,000 years ago. You might say, well, I wasn't, I wasn't even born 2,000 years ago. Yeah, but it's to all those who shall call upon the name of the Lord. And so it's by faith that we participate. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him, that is, with the Father in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Say it again, I've ascended with Christ. So when Father God made Jesus alive, God, Father God made us alive. When Christ was raised from the dead, you and I were raised from the dead along with him. When Christ ascended on high, you and I ascended on high with him. So are you going to accept defeat? In Christ, we have been made alive. You and I have been raised with him. You and I ascended with him. We are seated, we are seated right now. I mean, this is not me. What you're looking at, this is not me. This is the house I live in. You know what this is? This is my earth suit. Because without the earth suit, my spirit man wouldn't be permitted to be on the planet. So this is just the house I live in. And so, but spiritually, so physically I'm here, but spiritually I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. But if you're a believer, you are too. But see, if we don't know about it, we can't exercise authority. If, if no one told us about it, we can't exercise authority. I'm just heartbroken at what's happened in the last 16 months, and I, I, I don't know. You understand, you come to points in the Bible that are a calendar question. I, I'm in Deuteronomy now in my second annual Bible reading this year, and you know, God, God himself prophesied that the, the descendants of Abraham would go down into Egypt for 430 years, and then they come out. So you could fast, you could pray, you could, do it, you could have a prayer group, you could do whatever you want to do. But if God says 430 years, it's 430 years. It's not going to be 420 years. It's not going to be 410 years. In other words, it's a calendar issue. And that's what I don't know right now. See, if these are calendar issues... Well, I mean, I can pray that I, that I will prevail, that I will overcome, that I will remain true, that I will be faithful. But if it's a calendar issue and we are headed toward Daniel's 70th week, well, it is what it is. Do you understand? You know, Jeff put on a social media post last year that, you know, we can get all excited about who's captain of the Titanic. If, that's a, if, if this is a calendar issue, then it's going a certain way and there's nothing can be done about it. But I'm just heartbroken because the, the reason churches and preachers and Christians were able to be so easily manipulated in the last 16 months is because the, the cool thing now for a decade or two has been to not have the Bible in church. See, the more Bible you have in your mind, the more Bible you have in your spirit, man, the stronger you are and the bigger the BS meter you have. 
See, if you're, if you're doing the annual Bible reading and you're meditating in the Word and you're confessing the Word, you are going to have a built-in innate ability to know when someone's lying to you. But the less word you have, the less ability you have to know someone's lying to you. Am I helping anybody? And so, you know, I mean, even word of faith guys, even word of faith guys, you know, half a verse will do. Billy Graham, Billy Graham was, he wasn't the greatest evangelist of, our, of my lifetime, but he was probably the most famous in America. And he averaged, he said himself in a minister's conference, he averaged 50 verses a sermon. 50 verses a sermon. And so now Austin went to a, a minister's meeting and they said, well, half a verse will do. And then don't even tell them where it is in the Bible because that, that sounds too religious. Well, I like to give you the verses so you can look it up. You're an intelligent person and you, I know, you know, at least, you know, some of you can read. So, you know, you can look it up and you can read. And you can find out if I know what the heck I'm talking about and if I'm lying to you. Do you understand? Tell your neighbor, the more word in you, the less susceptible you are to the devices of the devil. Tell the neighbor on the other side, the more word you have in you, the less susceptible you are to the devices of the devil. They couldn't have pulled this off until they got to this generation. I, it's a heartbreak to me. And people need to go and learn the meaning of Matthew 6.25. If, if we, we didn't even need to have any faith if we just understood the meaning of Matthew 6.25. We're not to live our lives in worry and fear. And let me tell you what, fear is a sin. And worry is a sin. So stop letting circumstances or this wicked culture or government or religious people tell you what you can have or achieve in this life. Praise God, we're no longer limited by life circumstances. We have been raised up. We have been raised up, past tense. We have been raised up with Christ, and we have ascended with Christ. <laughs> Let me tell you what. You, you need to just look to the Lord. Let me tell you what. I never thought I would live to see the day that as a citizen and a taxpayer and a heavy taxpayer, I'd be threatened by the president of the United States with nuclear weapons. So if you're putting your trust in your uh, uh, Beretta, you're just, you're just seeing too much of your drug dealer. We have to look to the Lord. L lift both hands and say, Father God, Father God you, are my you are my source. Now, I don't have any problem with, I mean, you name it, I, I probably have it. But I'm, I don't have any problem with that. But I'm saying I don't look to that as my source. I don't look to that as my protection. You know, we have an alarm system. It's turned on right now, but that's not what I'm looking to as my source. Lift both hands again. Say, Father God, you are my source. You are my health. You are my healing. You are my protection. You are my prosperity. You are my length of life, and you are my joy. We look to him. See, if you look to him, <laughs> I'm telling you what, it's, it's just amazes me. 
Everybody wants free stuff from a bankrupt organization. It just amazes the heck out of me. You realize my net worth is higher than the United States of America. Because if you add up all my assets and subtract all my debt, I ha actually have a positive net worth. But the United States of America, if you add up all their assets and you subtract the debt, they're in the hole. The poorest person in the room has a greater net worth than the United States of America. But everybody's looking to that as their source. It is false. It is a lie. It is idolatry. It is empty. And it will come to no good. It's amazing to me. We are in Christ right now in the place, Ephesians 1.21, we are in Christ right now in the place of far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Christ has already won the victory on our behalf. Say it out loud. Christ has already won the victory on our behalf. In Christ, we already have the victory. You don't need to go fight a battle that's already been won. We are to enforce, though, the victory we have in Christ. In Christ, we already have the victory. We have the victory. We don't have to go get the victory. We don't have to go find the victory. What we need to do is believe what the Word says, confess what the Word says, and act like what God has said is true. But we'll never experience the victory that is ours unless we begin to confess the victory, see ourselves as victorious, and then act like we're victorious. So confess victory, see victory, and act like you have the victory. And people misunderstand this. I'm old enough now. <laughs> I'm old enough now. I get away with a lot. But I'm the same person I was. I see Gayla Rockwell back there. How long have you been coming here, darling? 30, how many years? 30 years. I'm the same person. I talk the same way I did. But see, now we have all this manifestation. Hallelujah. Do you understand? Yeah. But I didn't change my speech. You know, I started saying all my needs are met. When I mean, Satan could have said I was lying, and he probably would have been fairly accurate. But I started saying what the Word says, Philippians. You know, the Lord my God is meeting all of my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. 319, 419, and I started, then, then, because of a Kenneth Hagin sermon I heard, I don't want to get into that, that I had to go and hunt more, then I came up with 2 Corinthians 9, 11, I'm being made rich in every way, so I can be generous on every occasion, and I was confessing that when we didn't have two nickels to rub together that were not in retirement accounts, I mean, we were going under, we are going backwards, see, you People have a, a cart and the horse problem. They want to put the cart ahead of the horse. Well, when I have it, I'll say it. Well, that, it, you'll never get there. You have to say it, and then the manifestation will come. Signs follow. Signs do not precede. And so now, you know, time's gone by. I got the gray hair. Nobody thinks a thing of it. But, I mean, I was doing this a long time back. And we just confess our way through everything. Amen. Amen. We just confess our way through everything. It's amazing. Stand up here last April and say that 
We'll end 2020, the year of the corona, with more money than we ended 2019. We'd end the year of the corona with less debt than we did 2019. And I said, anyone who hears my words and believes my words and act like my words or so will we'll have it. And we got a whole congregation full of testimonies. And I, I know, I know people are blessed because of the income of the church. You understand, we're not like the government. We don't have a printing press in the basement. You understand? So every nickel that comes in, somebody, somebody gave. And because of the way I teach and preach, they didn't steal it. They earned it. So that right there is a, a measure of the prosperity of the congregation. Do you understand? And we just confessed the money in last year and paid all this off. Not only that, the income this year so far is higher than last year. Hallelujah. It's crazy. Amen. It's crazy. Amen. And the last time I looked, we're doing all this out here, and you know we're paying as we go, and we're still in the black. It's crazy. I want to preach to you about some crazy faith. Amen. Amen. Forget about normal faith. Let's just go crazy. Amen. Amen. Because the world's crazy. If the world's crazy, why should we feel bad about having crazy faith? At least it's crazy that's moral. It's crazy to be a blessing to your families. In other words, it's a good crazy. There's a bad crazy, and then there's a good crazy. Amen. You know, my son-in-law, now he's the assistant chief of police in the Ozark Police Department, Ozark, Missouri. And whenever Sue talks to him about a, a challenge maybe we're having, you know, my son-in-law always says, well, the problem with crazy is you don't know how crazy crazy is. Wow. So somebody could be like a little crazy or somebody could be like Pluto crazy. <laughs> and so I just feel like we, we haven't been crazy enough in faith. In other words, the problem with crazy is you don't know how crazy is. Well, let's get crazier. Let's believe God for more. Amen. 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 I mean, if God answered prayer A, why, why are we, I mean, we stop, we praise the Lord, we lift our hands, but why not believe God for B, believe God for C, believe God for D. Amen. Amen. And just keep on going down the road. Amen. Amen. Because our God is a great God. Amen. And he's not going to run out and he's not going to run short. This is how we defeat the enemy. Luke 10, 18 and 19, he replied, Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So what does Jesus say? Nothing will harm you. What does Jesus say? Nothing will harm you. What does Jesus say? No hey, all we needed last year was Luke 10, 18 and 19. No say it out loud three times. Nothing will harm me. And I realize, I realize that a snake in the Bible is a kind of a metaphor for evil, and, 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 but it is what it is. In other words, we have the story in Genesis, and God says to the serpent that I'll put enmity between you and the seed of the woman. That's why, unless you're weird, you don't like snakes. Although I did meet once a kid that was, uh, I mean, I was a little kid. He was an older kid. He was paying his way through college, milking rattlesnakes and selling the venom to the local hospitals. And it was a real stinky deal in his basement. But I thought, well, that was a pretty cool way to pay his way through college. 
We have a guy comes to the house sometimes and he works on windows and we were out on, on the back patio and there was a great big snake out there and, and I asked him what kind it was and he said, I don't know. And I said, well, you think we ought to leave it there or kill it? And he looked at me and said, let's kill it. <laughs> you know, there's a natural enmity between the seed of the woman and snakes. Now, I realize it's a metaphor, but the fact is, it's real. But we have been given authority. So when he says over snakes and scorpions, again, he's probably not talking about literal snakes and scorpions, and I'm not going to go find me a scorpion here in Texas and try this out. He's, he's probably talking about these nuisance issues we have going on all around us. And some of you, are, some of you just need a greater faith just to deal with human resources where you work. And some of you, some of you, I mean, I hear these stories and, and you're dealing with snakes and scorpions on the job. Yeah, snakes and scorpions on the job. But see, he said, I, I said, I saw, fate, I, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven and I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy. He's not talking about human beings. You understand human beings aren't the problem. They're not the problem. They're not the problem. It's the demon spirits driving them. And Jesus says, nothing will harm you. We have received delegated authority from Jesus to overcome all the power of the enemy. Say it out loud. All the power of the enemy. The Say it again. All the power of the enemy. The Jesus said, I've given you the authority. The Greek word there is exousia, the right, the privilege, the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power. That's a different word. Dunamis it means power. That's the word we get our word dynamite from. It means raw power, the power of the enemy. Authority has the rule over ability or power. So it doesn't matter how much ability or power opposes you. You have authority through Jesus Christ, your Lord. Authority, authority, authority. Jesus spoke to the demons and they came out. Jesus spoke to sickness. I've just come to a new place in my life and some of the people around me seem disturbed by it. But I don't pray that much about stuff anymore. I just speak to it. Because people, sometimes people close to me, they'll bring me a situation and, 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 and they want my best prayer. And I did that for decades, but now I, I just speak to it because I'm, I'm, getting, I'm gaining greater confidence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just speak to it. Amen. Amen. Jesus spoke to demons and they, they obeyed him and Jesus spoke to disease and disease obeyed him and then he hit a whole nother level that, that, <laughs> that I've never really had an opportunity to try it and really I don't think I should believe God for that opportunity but he spoke to a dead man and the dead man obeyed him. Authority. 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 See, when somebody threatens you with nukes, they're admitting their lack of moral authority. You understand? Because they just want to come at you with raw power. They got no moral authority. Authority has the rule over ability. It doesn't matter how much power Satan gathers to oppose you. You have authority over it in the name of Jesus. Now, you don't need to make a big show of it at work, and you don't need to start rebuking people in the name of Jesus at work. 
But you can go hide in a closet. You can go get in a bathroom stall and you can say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I take authority over the demon driving so-and-so and I command that demon to stop harassing me in the, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You can do that. Amen. Because the problem is not the person. The problem is the demon driving the person. Amen. See, all this makes you a winner and a victor, not a victim. So don't look at yourself through your own eyes. See yourself as God sees you. See, God sees you seated right now in Christ at his right hand. God doesn't see you as a victim. See yourself as God sees you. See yourself as a giant of faith in Christ. Shout it out loud. I've been given authority to overcome all the power of the enemy, and nothing will harm me. Say it three times. Nothing will harm me. And God cannot lie, so we must be who God says we are. I said God cannot lie, so we must be who God says we are. So confess these things daily, and you'll begin to believe what God says about your life. You'll no longer be fearful or worried or intimidated. No, you'll be bold, and you'll be full of faith. After his resurrection, but before he ascended back to the Father, Jesus said, Matthew 28, 18, then Jesus came to them and said, All authority exudes here. Right, privilege, authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then what did Jesus say? Stay home, do nothing, live your life in fear, wait until the government tells you it's okay or safe to go to church? No, he said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey, and teaching them to obey. And, and that's why the whole Metroplex is in here this morning, because we're teaching you to obey, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. He said, go and make disciples, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And then Jesus ascended into heaven, and he's been there for more than 2,000 years. He's been seated at the right hand of the Father for more than 2,000 years. Jesus has not set foot on planet Earth for more than 2,000 years. So how does God accomplish anything? Like R.W. Schambach used to say, what God has done in your life, now he wants to do through your life. Amen. So we are to be the hands and the feet of the Lord Jesus. And too often we're waiting on God. Again, a cart and the horse problem. We're waiting on the sign. We're waiting on the manifestation. But we never took action to draw the sign or the manifestation. Amen. And I've learned a great lesson. I just head out and then I say the money's coming. I just head out and I say the money's coming. And guess what? The money comes. But if I don't take action, then I don't have anything to believe God for. Jesus has empowered the church to exercise his authority here on earth. Jesus has delegated his authority to the church, but the church either hasn't realized it or hasn't walked in it. I mean, I'm horrified at what's going on. I'm horrified at what's going on. This whole social media thing has just wrecked the church. I mean, there's a, there's a post online, one of the most famous ministers in America sitting on a, a bed in a hotel room with, um, Justin Bieber I mean what the heck actually it's the grandson of the guy I used to work for talk about a change over two generations I mean look if you lived a thousand years and I lived a thousand years you're not ever going to come across a photo of me not wearing a shirt in some guy's hotel room on his bed it ain't going to happen 
It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Trust me, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> or another one of guys, a famous preacher, different famous preacher, throwing back shots with the same singer. See, in other words, they make, they make gods out of NFL players. They make gods out of media uh, figures. They make gods out of baseball stars. They make gods. They're no different than these girls, that the groupies that hang out with these uh, rock and rollers. That's what, that's what the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ has been reduced to. I mean, I stuff, I, I don't even know what's going on. Somebody's telling me about somebody this week, and I asked Austin about him. Well, he, he shows up, and he preaches in a T-shirt and shorts. <sighs> See, the problem is I do the annual Bible reading, and I just read, the, I just read a night or two ago that Aaron, Moses gave Aaron these robes, these garments, and said, you must wear these garments, you must wear these robes so that the people will respect you. There's a reason. I know you. first time you came, you may have been disappointed. I didn't look like I was going to a hot dog barbecue with you. But uh, there's a reason. You know, I, I don't represent the, the grill master. I represent the almighty God of the universe. You understand what I'm saying? You, you don't need to go hear somebody in shorts and a t-shirt because you're already at that level. Right? You, you need to hear someone who models and represents and lives out and walks in the love of Father God. And one thing about Father God is Paul says over and over and over in those Pauline epistles that God who cannot lie, God cannot lie. And a lot of, a lot of these ministries are just based on lies. Sometimes I misstate something. I'll be sitting in my own theater room watching a message. I just said 319. It was 419. I'll be sitting in my own theater room and I'll, I'll correct myself. But I might misstate something, but I don't, I don't lie. And our Father God, he can't lie. And not only that, he can't even misstate something. So when God says that you are seated right now in Christ at the right hand of him, Father God, God cannot tell a lie. So that's, that's where you are. That's where you are. But see, my God, my God, what has happened to the church in America, if people aren't preaching the Bible, how does anybody know anything? If people aren't preaching the Bible, how does anybody know their rights in Christ? If, if people aren't preaching the Bible, how does anybody know who they are? If people aren't preaching the Bible, how do, how do people know what Jesus has done for them? And the devil's just running rampant. The devil's just, the devil's just running rampant. The devil's just running rampant. I mean, think about it. That, that famous pre preacher got his picture taken on a bed in Justin Bieber's hotel room with no shirt on. His second cousin 
founded Teen Challenge. And that's a long way down. From changing, how many lives? How many lives have been changed through Teen Challenge? How many, how many, how many lives? Nikki Cruz, my God, Nikki Cruz is still alive. He's a big deal in France. Now, don't ask me why, but he does huge crusades in France. A murderer. That's the grace of God. That's what God can do. But you can't get there sitting on a bed in some guy's hotel room. You can't get there by throwing back shots with some famous singer. You can't get there. You can't get there by compromising. You can't get there by, I mean, my God. Why wouldn't people say to themselves, maybe I should act like Peter. Maybe I should act like Paul. Maybe I should act like Barnabas. They're out here acting like Nero. Let me tell you what. You are who God says you are, whether you know it or not, whether you recognize it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you confess it or not, and whether you act like it or not, you are who God says you are. Because our great Father God cannot tell a lie. And the problem is... Forget about it now. This was 37 and a half years ago when I started this church and started walking down this road. I mean, you get a reaction from people, but I mean, you get an even bigger reaction now because there's so much ignorance everywhere. And look where it's led us. People afraid of a virus? <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. First time I ever saw a demon, Sue and I were in Hawaii in January of 1980, and we're, we're standing at a, a street corner, and we're waiting for the light to change. We're going to go across the street. I think we were out shopping, and there was a city bus went by, and there was a woman on that bus, and she looked at me and Sue, and I turned to Sue. I said, are you seeing this? She said, yes. I've never seen anything like that in my life. In other words, that was a human being, but that look, that stare that was being communicated through that look and that stare, that was not a human being. That was a demon. But you have authority. We got on an airplane once. We were headed nonstop to Frankfurt. I'm not going to get anywhere in this message. I'm hopelessly off course. <laughs> and this woman gets on this plane a few rows ahead of us. And man, she just, I mean, she had a demon. And man, she looked at us. She glared at us. I mean, you can tell Satan contorts people. You can tell you're not even dealing with a human being here. This is a demon. And, and I mean, she had these gigantic carry-ons. Man, she just slung one up in there, and she slung one up in there. I mean, you know, like supernatural strength. And she glared at us again, and my sweet little beloved wife leaned over to me, and she said, how long are we going to fly and coach? <laughs> That's the way we think. Hallelujah. Because, you know, you, you know, solution... Number one, we have authority. They're not going to harm us. They're not going to touch us. They can glare at us. 
but they're not going to harm us. They're not going to touch us. But, you know, if we just have a, few, a little more coin, we can get away from them. I said, we just have a little more coin, we can get away from them. We have his authority. Say, lift both hands up. Say it out loud three times. We have his authority. We have his authority. See, Christians suffer and do without because they don't know who they are in Christ. They, they don't know and they don't understand where they are in Christ and they fail to see their true position in Father God in Christ. When we speak in the name of Jesus, we have authority. And what God has done in your life, now God wants to do through your life. See, we now have divine instruments to destroy the works of the devil. That's our job here. See, because we haven't seen who we are, we spend our whole lives trying to survive. We, we ought to get past that. We ought to rise to a new level. We are to do the works of Jesus on the earth. We are to destroy the works of Satan on the earth. We are to cast out devils. We are to heal the sick. We are to bring good news to the oppressed. We're to feed the hungry. We're to clothe the naked. We're, we're to undo. We are to spend our lives undoing the works of the devil on the earth. But Satan has got God's people in a box canyon. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they have. They don't know what they can do. They don't know where they are. And they spend their whole lives worried about making a living. There's a place beyond that. Tell your neighbor, there's a place beyond that. There's a place beyond that where your needs are met, your bills are paid, your debts are paid off, you have more than you need, and you think you spend your life thinking about how to be a blessing. How to be a blessing. How to be a blessing. These signs, Mark 16, 17, these signs shall follow them that believe. So we're supposed to live a life with signs following, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. Now, he's not talking about going out here and snake handling, but like the Apostle Paul on the island of Malta, while he's doing the work, while he's working for the Lord, he gets bit by a snake. They, the islanders all expected him to die. He shook it off into the fire. So there, Paul killed a snake. And... Uh, but he didn't die, then they thought he was a god. If they drink any deadly thing, again, I'm not going to go drink strychnine to prove this out, but listen, I lived my life as a missionary in Kenya, and uh, we did, we're doers of the Word of God, and so the Word of God says, eat what's set before you. And we're doers of the Word. Pastor, you don't take the Word of God that literally down to that level. Oh, yeah. Says, so what's he, he was said before you. But I'm a smart guy. I remember the place. I don't remember the town, but I remember the tribe, Kikuyu. We're at this place, and the richest guy in every little town would, be, would have been the government official. So I preach in Kikuyu land, very colorful, large church, boisterous music. They take us over to the government official's house. The only, you always knew who was the government person in the area because they had the only stone house. So we're there in this stone house, and, uh, you know, we're sitting there at the table, and pigs walking through, and chickens walking through, and, you know, the floor is the same as the, the ground out there, but it was a stone house. 
And so, you know, they, they, they give us suka ugali and whatever else we had. And, and you know, I'm, I'm eating what's set before me and, and I'm being very methodical and I'm listening and I'm talking. And, you know, this, they want me to win this government guy to the Lord and I'm doing the best I can. And, and we get in the car and Sue says, you dog. She said, we've been here all this time and I just figured out what you're doing. Because they had a cultural thing. You ate until the food was gone. She said, you dog. She said, we have lived here all this month and, and all these months, and I just now figured out what you're doing. I said, what are you talking about? She said, you eat like a wolf. But she said, here, you, you, just, you eat like a little dainty lady. She said, just one little bite and then one little bite and one little bite. And she said, so I'm trying to eat through it and be done with it. And they're giving me more and giving me more and giving me more. And she says, you're just, you know, you're just eating so dainty. I said, well, woman, did you think you married a stupid man? <laughs> and then on a different occasion, you know, we had, I remember sitting there waiting for it to stop moving to eat it. <laughs> but you listen to me. I've gotten food poisoning a couple of times in my life, but never, 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 never one time have I ever gotten sick while preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I've eaten stuff that I, it was not dead. <laughs> I prefer eating stuff that's not moving. And I like stuff cooked. Amen. I know people like stuff rare, but if you lived on the mission field, you believe in cooking it. <laughs> Every word that has proceeded from the mouth of Father God is true. God cannot lie. So he's not talking about picking up snakes to prove a point. That's stupid. He's not talking about drinking or eating deadly stuff to prove a point. That's stupid. But he's saying that if you're about the business of the king, the king's going to be watching out over you and nothing's going to harm you and nothing's going to poison you and nothing's going to damage you and you are going to be protected and you are going to be blessed so long as you are about the business of the king. Amen. Are you hearing it this morning? Amen. Say it out loud. Nothing shall harm me. Nothing. Say it again. Nothing shall harm me. Say it again, nothing shall harm me. See, if you're born again, you have a position of authority in Christ. You're a winner in Christ, and you may not even know it. Tell your neighbor, you're a winner in Christ, and you may not even know it. Tell the neighbor on the other side, you're a winner in Christ, and you may not even know it. See, you can't believe the world. You can't believe the world. You were born to be the head. You were born again to be the head, not the tail. Say it again. Say it out loud. I was born again to be the head and not the tail you're a child of the king you're born again you ought to be filled with the holy spirit you're a part of the family of god you're his very own child and maybe you're living below your privileges well that's what faith christian center is all about amen perhaps you've been letting the devil or this world dictate your life and circumstances but after today you have been made aware that you can choose victory there is a better way amen there's a better way you can begin to walk in what Christ has done for you. And you're not, you're not being boastful when you do that. You have to be careful with the world, and you have to make your faith confessions around your own tribe. I mean, we don't want to draw the wrath of the world in 2021 because they're crazy. But we can find ways. We can find opportunities. We can get amongst our own people.
You know, Peter and John, after they were beaten for preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says in the book of Acts, and when they were let go, they, re they went to their own company. And some of you men, if you lose your jobs based on what all's going on, you can do that and make that figurative. You can go to your own company. Because if you have your own company, then you make the rules. That's part of the reason they did what they did in 2020 was to crush the little businesses. Because they want everybody working for some great big corporation that's woke and they can tell you what to do and what to think and how to live and, and everything about it. And they can police your social media and all of that. But if you have your own company, and I'm not telling everybody to do that because some people aren't cut out for that, but you can set your own rules. But the point is, literally in Acts, they went to their own company. In other words, when they were let go after they got done being beaten, they went to their own company. They went back to their tribe. Amen. I love Faith Christian Center. Even if I didn't create it, I love it. I love it. Amen. No weirdos. Amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. Full of faith people. Hallelujah. Full of people that are for you and not against you. Hallelujah. I love it. I love it. Color doesn't matter. How come we got all these <clears throat> colors here and nobody's killing anybody? You get, you get people born again, they act different. Color doesn't matter. What matters is, are you born again? If you're born again, you got God on the inside. If you're born again, you act like your heavenly father, not like your old father, the devil. Amen. America does not have any problem that getting a bunch of millions and millions and millions of people saved wouldn't fix. They act the way they act because they're lost. They act the way they're, 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 they act the way they act because they're acting like their father. But we're acting like our father. Amen can't help it they act perverted because their father's perverted we act wealthy because our father's wealthy i mean we can't help it the acorn didn't fall far from the tree he's our father father god is our father his life is in us his wisdom is in us his knowledge is in us his power is at work in us hallelujah how can we fail how can we fail how can we fail how can any harm come to us? How can we be defeated by the devil? It's impossible. It's impossible. Hallelujah. It's impossible. So rise up in faith. Begin to, begin to act like you are what God says you are. Begin to talk like you are what God says you are. Begin to act like what God says you are, you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And stop taking stuff off the devil. Amen. When he comes against you, whatever it is, you don't just go to war out of it. Satan, I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to tolerate that. I have authority over you, so you just move on. Amen. You know, we have a, a skunk living on the property now. He's beautiful. And uh, so I walk out the front door this morning. Sue said to put orange peels out there, and he'd move off. Well, that didn't happen. So I, I go out there this morning, and he's out there. You know, he's out there. And... Uh, uh, you know, I just clapped my hands and he skedaddled on. That's the way the devil is. You know, you don't have to make a big show out of it. You know, we have authority. We have authority. Satan, you just move on. Uh, 
Because Satan's always going to go for the low-hanging fruit. So, you know, Satan, just move on. You, you have no authority here. You have no, you have no authority over my body. You have no authority over my mind. You have no authority over my home. You have no authority over my money. You have no authority over my job. You have no authority over my income. Satan, just move along in Jesus' name. You're defeated. Jesus defeated you on Calvary's cross. Satan, just, you just move along. Just treat him like that skunk. Amen. And, and he'll, he'll just scamper off. He'll gather up his belongings and, sca and scamper off because he's going to go find somebody who doesn't know who they are in Christ and he's going to run them. But he's not running me. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.